as it were. Blessed be. Let me turn it down so you can turn it up. And get all into it. Another time that we can do it with all of our unlimited boss potential. Each and every one, glad that you're here. If you're getting this late, don't worry about it. Trust me. It's all in good faith that you will receive the message, and we hope that you do in good health and spirit that you hear it. So let's 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 get kicked off. Let's get kicked off. Matter of fact, I've been trying to find some space and time to come back on because you know I've just been in one of the moods, you know. I want to do as much as I can as far as getting content out because I don't want this to be you know, a flash in the pan, as they say, you know, something that came and went, you know, it didn't have no real emphasis behind it, and then it just fell to the wayside, I have no intention of that being the case, with unlimited boss potential, have mercy, so I'm coming off the bench shooting, you did, and right about now, live, from the Middle East, <laughs> From the Middle East, where this is being broadcasted from, unlimited boss potential is global. Shit, there's got to be global hell, cause I ain't in the states. I ain't with nowhere. I ain't nowhere near where you are. I ain't on the east, west, north, or south. I ain't on. I ain't nowhere near that. If I'm on the east, I'm in the far east coast. I'm in the far east. <laughs> the far east, being the Middle East, here in a whole another country. You know what I mean? So obviously, a lot of views and. You know, comments are coming from back what we call stateside. Conus, if you will. Continental United States, if you will. We are all conus outside of those continental United States. But anyway, that's beside the point. You know, I hope I feel close to you as you hear this. I hope I feel real close to you. Snuggle up. Get a blanket. Have you a warm, dark corner. Some of that good yak or something, whatever you drink. And then just curl up and listen. To, and let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Because you know what? At 5.36 in the morning, where it is here, okay? Around 10.36 East Coast time, where some of you are, okay? 6.36 in the p.m. Further West is where some of you are that are also in attendance. So regardless of where we're at and what we're doing, you know, we, we got to get up and do our gangster thing. We got to get up and do our gangster thing in the morning. That's when we go into work. We go to pull them eight hours, them 12 hours, them 16 hours, them 24. You know what I'm saying? First shift, second shift, third shift. Well, you know what? That gun, man. That gun. We out there putting our work in. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. It's not... A whole lot different than the street life that so many of us are plagued by and fall victim to. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you now, real talk. This is how it go. This is exactly how it go. Okay. Uh, I was listening to a broadcast segue. I was listening to a broadcast that kind of inspired me early on, years ago. To even start doing like the lives and the recordings and things of that sort. Till I started to, till I got comfortable where I was comfortable. Till I got comfortable enough to start recording them and then putting them out. 
you know, a comment here, a suggestion there, and the next thing you know, shit, it became like a, a normal, regular thing to just put my thoughts, you know, to one of the avenues to where I could share them. You know, the people that were around me would often say things because they saw them that same day and they're in the same space. So they're like, yeah, man, I heard what you were talking about. That was cool. I dug it. You know, and then as it, of course, grew, whatever have you, you know, whoop the bat, boom. So now uh, I still listen to some of the same podcasts. Those podcasts were, you know, I don't think this is name dropping and I don't think it's no kind of infringement, but um, Bosco 100. Bosco 100, he's out of California. As he will represent and say quite often throughout his pod, well, not his podcast, but his lives and or his Instagrams. You know, he's always representing where he is out of Inglewood, California, Queen Street, Queen Street. Shout out to that brother because, you know, his story is significant to me. You know, it resonated something with me when I heard him because, you know, he was this guy and his story was, if, if it was paraphrases, that he was living that gang life, living that life in the streets, and he got put on house arrest for an extended amount of time, and he started recording things, and he started sharing things, and a couple of years later, now, you know, now, hell, here he is, still relevant, getting paid to do it, and, you know, his street sense, you know, is still what it is, and his street senses are still what they are, but he had to format that and convert it to something that could be marketable. Which it now is, and he makes—I I imagine he makes a really very good living at it because of the things he buys and shows that he shares and spends his money on, you know. But he's a family guy now; he's a family man now, so he can't be out there in the street doing that. You have to change some of those things and ways about you, okay? Joey Coco Diaz, another familiar and famous name—you've seen him in movies. He played that really fat guy in *The Longest Yard*, the *Sopranos* movie. Uh, raging bull, blah 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 blah, going down the line. But these guys, this guy, like that, like the first person that I mentioned, you know, came from that felonious life of crime, criminal, did some time, uh, kidnapping. <laughs> you know, uh, he was on drugs real bad. So I, when I first heard his story, I'm like, damn, how do you get here to now? I can listen to you, and you probably should have been dead or shot or killed or whatever. A couple of close calls, but here these here these people still are and relevant. You know, both of them criminal backgrounds, but now are relevant. And uh, as far as media is concerned, as far as podcasting and or live interviews or live uh, broadcasts are concerned, shit, they're topping the charts. They're making money. They're doing their damn thing. Now, that's gangster. I would still consider them gangsters from what they have done. But I don't consider you. The brother, the sister, the man, the woman, the person that's going out and working that job and making that money the way you're making it any less relevant or any less important. People like to glorify the gangster lifestyle because of what their perception of being a gangster is. Well, I tell you, you have to give respect to both sides, you know. Whether it's a legal and or an illegal venture that you do what you do and still somehow or another manage to stay alive in today's America, in today's ways, in today's hardships, all the things that's being thrown out at people today, hell yeah, it's gangster. You got to be gangster to maintain out here, period. I don't give a damn if you, care, if you go to work with a gun or with a briefcase, still the same. 
You know what I mean? And that's what I mean when I say what I say, because I was there when I said it, and I meant it then. Same thing. It's still gangster to just to maintain, survive, and heaven forbid you got a family and you got other people to support and take care of. Oh, you gang, you you a triple OG. To me, you's a triple OG, and that's where I'm going with it. Let me talk to you. You know, <laughs> you know when you're going on one of them trips. And mama done packed some snacks in the back. Yeah, this is one of them trips. There's some snacks in the back with this one right here. You got to have this resonate with you because you can't go day to day and just put, you know, a lifestyle together. You got to have some type of formatted desire and plan to survive. You know that you know damn well. Now, if you're going out on the street and you're going out on the corner and your money is on the corner, but you have to be on the corner to make it. But what you're doing is not be, is is illegal well damn damn it here you go here go the first part of your gangster commitment to making it out here on these streets on these mean and evil streets okay now what about you the regular brother that's going to his job you might be running a tad bit late but guess what i'm gonna go and i'm gonna make up that time how i'm gonna make it up to i'm gonna speed i'm gonna speed i'm gonna exceed the <laughs> i'm gonna exceed the speed limit well then damn it that's illegal now, ain't it? Yes, yes, well, it happens to be. Well, oh well. <laughs> I've just made my first commitment to being gangster. And, and, and I'm going to do that because I got to get where I'm going because I got to do what I got to do. Same thing, same thing. Gangster. Gangster. You know, if what you have to do requires you to uh, possibly coerce the person or persons that you're talking to about buying what it is that you're selling well that's what you have committed to do as a gangster because hell I got to sell you these rocks man and I cannot go back home with these damn things and you clientele uh uh slash junkie uh uh slash user slash uh uh addict you got to buy this you got to buy this above me man <laughs> I ain't out here holding these damn little pills. Or I ain't out here holding these uh, capsules or these, you know, rock. I ain't holding these shit for my health. And I ain't holding these to be gangster. I'm selling them to be gangster. Okay, well, you own the streets. On the streets, you have committed yourself to being gangster. And that's your lifestyle. You dig me? Okay, let's, let's flip the coin and let's go back on the Brooks Brothers side of things. You know what I mean? Where we're in the boardroom meeting. You know? <laughs> we're in the boardroom. We call everybody in and uh, get everybody a nice little comfy chair. We offer them some juice, water, some snack, whatever it is that I got to coerce you with to bring you to the table to have you listen to what my proposal is. To buy what it is that I'm selling. What I got for sale. What I believe would be the best purchase for you because of the needs you have. The needs you have that brought you here my job is to make you leave with whatever that is that you need. Whatever it is you said you need it, here it is, I got it, here it is, right here, here it is. No, 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 I got it. I got it, I got it. Do we need to negotiate on price? We can negotiate on price, but I need you to buy from me. Well, well, damn it, look here. <laughs> That's as gangsta as it's going to get as far as I'm concerned. I need you to buy from me. And I'm not here holding and keeping and in possession of these goods to sell them is what my job is so I need to sell them to you well don't sound like your job is a lot different than is it no that's gangster baby that's gangster 
that's that's you can like it, love it, or lump it. You got to have the sale to be considered anything, and you got to have the sale to make it. So it's just as gangster as it needs to be to do what you got to do on a day-to-day -day basis. And like I said, I you I don't know who's out there as a gangster right now in the street selling they uh selling what they got to sell or doing what they got to do. But shit, I bet you everybody got a mask on. You can't sell you can't sell dope from your house. You got to go out there in them streets. You got to go out there in them streets, in the mean streets, and get off of that damn product, and then come back, re up, and go back and try it again. That's just the rotation. That's what I heard. I read it up when I googled it. You dig? So you got to be out there, and everybody got to deal with the consequences of what's been going on in this world. The pandemic don't give a shit that you out there selling uh, vinyl ceilings. They don't care if you out there selling. Uh, wood grain <laughs> steering wheel. They don't care if you out there selling uh, methamphetamine. This virus don't care if you out there uh, shining shoe. It does not matter. Everyone, everyone is affected by what's going on out here today. And you have to have some type of gangster mentality to deal with it. Not be discouraged by it. Move around whatever you have to move around to maintain, survive you know, and, and come out on the positive end of this thing. So we all in somewhat of a gangster mentality right now to try and make it and do what it is that we need to do. And I, I salute all of you gangsters out there. I do. I salute you all. You know. And matter of fact, if you can stop the illegal avenue and bring it legal, I, I, I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to do so. Because that's the one avenue that you can't overlook is the fact that well, they profiting off of some of y'all. They profiting off of some of y'all. Y'all gangster mentality could be profited upon because if they lock you up in one of them cells in one of them private prisons, yeah, well, <laughs> I guess that's where the gangster whole bullshit stop and the real, the reality of how I'm not a gangster and how I'm not doing anything illegal differs from you and I. You know what I'm saying? I had, um, this brother, he, he was a younger brother. He believed that, he said so, he believed that my time, because I was sharing stories about the military, he believed that my time in the military was somewhat similar to incarceration in prison. He was in prison. He felt that the guards telling him what to do and the meals that they ate and the regimen that they went by every day was somehow similar to the military. And I said, well, we did have drill instructors that told us what to do, but they told us what to do because we were not familiar with the level of responsibility we'd be, we would be given. Okay. In prison, they tell you what to do because they don't, they don't give you the option to do what you want to do as not to make you feel independent anymore. You're going to be dependent on what you're told and not independent to do what you'd like to do. There's a difference. That's the difference. Okay? The meals that you get, they're probably furnished. They're probably furnished by the state or something like that. But your whole existence there is furnished that way. Tax paying dollars 
if you're not private, if you're not privately incarcerated, if you're publicly incarcerated, well then you're on somebody's expenditure. You know. But the difference is we're taught to survive in order to, in order to protect you. You don't have to go, you don't have to go to prison to learn how to protect me. <laughs> That's not true. We don't have that in common. We can't sit down and talk about how, well, in prison, this is what I was taught that would keep my family safe and, and keep the serenity, you know, keep the the, the, the democracy, you know, I'm, I'm protecting democracy by being in prison. No, you made choices and you did things and you got caught and in the court of law, <laughs> it didn't work out that good. It was not favorable for you to go there. I know what I did when I went to the military and I know why I went. You know, and I, I don't compare it. I don't compare incarceration to in um, joining the military or becoming becoming an active duty member of uh, the United States Marine Corps. Not at all. Not at all. And and the United States Marine Corps was the roughest, toughest, hardest, and most difficult, and still is, as far as going to boot camp, leaving home for the first time. It was one of the roughest experiences that I would go to. But no, I would not compare it to incarceration. And I didn't have to go. This is there, there's no draft. I didn't have to go, you know. And it was for my life and for the improvement and betterment of my life that I joined in the first place. I know a lot of people look very negatively on going to the military, especially some of the uh, African Americans. You know, like now, why would you ever go and do that? And you know, for the to for a country that doesn't love you, a, a country that doesn't care for you. Are you going to leave this country and go and find yourself another avenue to do, you know, to do what you want to do? Because if not, this is one hell of a stepping stone for you to be able to provide for yourself and your family in this country. And if you never come away with any, you know, patriotism, no more respect for the flag, no more uh, desire to be a part of the fabric of this country. If you don't, if you come away without any of that, okay, get it. I get it. I get it. You know, joining the military didn't make you a patriot. Okay, fine. What it did do, probably nine times out of ten, if you didn't make a total mess of your time inside while you were in the military, you probably got yourself a pretty decent chance at a career. You probably got a pretty good chance of getting a job because of what you're gonna, you know, being just being a. Uh, uh, honorably discharged. If you went in, got honorably discharged, nine times out of ten, people are going to give you some favor when you go for a job. It's like, okay, this guy got some discipline. He was able to sustain a military background. He was able to retire or whatever. However long you stayed in, whatever you did. It just looks better. It just looks better. So, no. You still... You get an application that has a convicted felon on it? No, I'm afraid most times that's a deterrent. Most times that's a deterrent. If it's not somebody who actually owns the company that's talking to you, they don't even have the freedom to say, well, let's give you a chance. Nope, nope. That person probably working in, uh, in HR, human resources, and they're going to get in trouble. Why'd you hire this damn criminal? Well, he's not a criminal. Well, how you know? He seemed nice. Yeah, we'll get you. Okay. <laughs> you and him get the hell out of here. 
because because they have this stigma, they have this belief in their mind. If you were convicted of a crime, then you you could po- you might possibly try to rob us here. You may probably try to steal money here. You have some kind of gangster mentality that could be detrimental to our work and our people and our employees here. So not exactly the not the, not the comparison my friend was trying to get across. I, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me. You know, survival, life survival, combat survival. Yeah, not combat in prison, combat in an actual wartime situation. It's not the same thing as, you know, watch your back when you go to the child line. <laughs> you know, keep your shoes tied when you go in the yard. Yeah, that's that's a little different. That's a little different. You know, he, he, he didn't think that one all the way through. <laughs> he didn't think that one all the way through. So... <clears throat> Gangster, as the as the term is, well, like I said, depending on how you perceive it, yeah, you're doing just as much gangster stuff as you need to do. Going to that pe- going to them people's job, getting your money, and taking care of yourself and your family. That's as gangster as you probably ever need to be. And I salute all the gangsters out there that are still going out there doing it, and ain't letting nothing and nobody deter them from doing that. If you escalate high enough up the food chain, your gangster. Status would go from G to OG to triple OG and any damn thing else that's up there. <laughs> you go get all the G's and O's you need to, to pay your bills and keep yourself from doing any of that illegal OG stuff. Legal OG stuff is just as commendable, and I salute y'all. So keep doing your thing and stay tuned in for the next episode of the Boss Ultimate Superior and Superb. <laughs> And superb podcast, because that's what we're going to be doing from here on out, from now on. And don't forget, you all have the ability to tap into your unlimited boss potential. So stay tuned in, and y'all stay prayed up, and we're going to pray for y'all, y'all pray for us. <laughs>